Welcome to the Canna Playbook Podcast, where we bring cannapreneurs like yourself around the globe the latest strategies on growing your CBD and cannabis brand online. We also interview cannapreneurs like yourself to see how they are making waves in the space. If you are struggling to get traffic or just want to learn what's going on in the cannabis space, sit back, relax, and let's ease into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Canna Playbook Podcast. It's a beautiful day in San Diego over here. I know it's a beautiful day in Colombia where my partner is. I hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are listening to this podcast. So today, we actually have an amazing episode planned for you today. We did a call recently about the future of CBD, hemp, and cannabis marketing. One of the biggest questions that we get every single day on every single phone call, and as we mentioned before, we've been on over 200 plus phone calls, and everybody seems to have the same problem, which is where do I get traffic from? And most people kind of think that you know maybe it's paid traffic is the answer to my question, whereas what they should be thinking about is strategic traffic, right? So myself, my partner Kwame, we go into what traffic used to be like back in the early 2000s, and what traffic looks like today. Obviously, as you know, traffic is super important to get online distribution started. We all know paid traffic works, but unfortunately for us CBD, hemp, cannabis people in this industry, we have a difficult time of really of getting a paid ad up. But what we try to teach our clients is that strategic alliances, strategic traffic, and understanding how these networks actually work and tapping into that is really where the real true distribution is, is really where the real true cannabis traffic exists, and really how you can get your product and distribution started for your company right away. So pay attention to this episode. There's a lot of jewels, a lot of gems in this one. So sit back, relax, and let's ease into today's episode. So, so okay, man. So we're, we're talking about some serious stuff today that's important. Um, I think we were talking about what you told me earlier today about distribution and how that looked like in 2000 and how that looks like today. The comparison what it looks like correct? today, yeah. So I'm going to do two type of uh, descriptions. One for the audio, of course, because it's going to be like, you know, a podcast. And secondly, we'll do a visual because I have some visual examples that I want to show you guys. So, but yeah, I think it's really important to understand the landscape of marketing and intention in 2019 and 2020 and beyond. It's changed so much. And the pace that technology is changing and innovating is faster than any other industry in the world right now. So one of the leading companies in the world, Facebook, a, a, a platform that we use on a daily basis, they've kept up with the changes, but they've grown exponentially year after year just to keep up with the changes, right? right. And the same thing for Google, the same thing for the Apples and the Netflix of the world. Um, you can quickly become a dinosaur if you grow too big, too fast, with no insight on what the landscape looks like and what it's going to look like in the future. So right. I think it's really important that we break that down for our audience. What is online and specifically cannabis and hemp online distribution, impressions, attention? Where is it at? How do you get it? How do you keep it? And how do you plan 
for the future around it. So I'm going to share my screen a little bit. So I, I found this screenshot, right? So for the people that are on, uh, that are on audio, you can't see it, but to give you an example, this is what someone's media network distribution network looked like in 2000, right? So I was browsing the internet yesterday, came across this website called blacknews.com. And basically I got curious because they had some impression, they had some advertisement slots and the website and the media, first and foremost, it looks like nobody's touched it since 2000. No disrespect, mm. but that's what it looked like. So, I, <laughs> okay. so, 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 so I'm looking at this and I'm talking to our media bar, my, my cousin, I'm like, I'm like, yo, I wonder how much someone is charging to get exposure on this website. And backstory, backstory, the reason why I even went to this news outlet was because I seen one of our, uh, um, not a former student, but someone that we were in contact with earlier in the year that had a CBD brand. And the advice that I gave him was that, look, man, you have an incredible story. You should be promoting yourself as an influencer and your story and your brand will subsequently benefit from the promotion right. of yourself and your story. So he took that advice and he ran with it. So I got on Facebook and I seen that he was featured in blacknews.com and okay. the, the, the title and the headline said, um, you know, African-American entrepreneur starts first, you know, African-American owned CBD brand, et cetera. And it, and it was so good and, and it was so attractive to me. I clicked on it and that led me down a browsing stream of this media source, this, this publication. Right. So from there, I said, well, what if I want a story like that? What if, what if I want to be published and featured in a, a, a publication like that? And it's also something that we're doing in the cannabis space is we're building a, a network of these types of assets. So that led me to discover who owned this particular publication. And then I discovered this, which is a screenshot that you're seeing for the people that are on audio. It's basically a list of websites that this particular company owns that attract and broadcast and create content for a specific demographic. Right. right. And when looking at this it's 2000, early 2000, it's all websites because in the early 2000s, that's all we had was that's it right. was mostly websites. Right. Uh, mobile applications. It was, it was websites, email lists. Remember the email solo lists, ads, no, no. solo ads. You know, we could get you your solo ads right now. And that's still no. going on right now. But I like we've been talking about in that previous slide that you were showing us the attention slide. Um, it's all about attention. Where it's all, the attention. It's all about today? attention. It's all about attention. Where's the attention at today? That's a great question. Where's the attention at today? And if we were to specifically build this for the cannabis and the hemp industry, which it desperately needs because it's such a challenge to reach your market in an effective way, it really starts with content. We'll do another episode on that. But for the most part, you need to have a list of places where your attention lives. In 2000, it looked at something like this, right? Now, here's this. Here's what it looks like in 2020. This is what it looks like in 2020. So for those who are on audio, what we just popped up was a screenshot of the top download apps, social media apps, communication apps um, of 2019. And the list starts with Facebook as number one, TikTok number two, Snapchat number three, Instagram number four. And I'm going to skip some, but nine pinterest 10 share chat 
right? And that's overall downloads. If we're, if we're talking about iOS, Snapchat number one, TikTok number two, Instagram number three, Facebook number four, right? And there's a correlation here with the demographics because when you look at who spends the most time on mobile, everyone does, but the people that are most fluid, that understand it the most, they use it the most, that are connected to it are the Snapchat demographic. That's the 21 and under demographic because they've grown up with cell phones as a part of life. They've right. went through they've went through middle school and high school with cell phones. Where I know I didn't have a high, there was no smartphones in high school when I and I'm young and and we didn't have we didn't have them until uh, I got I had, I had the Nokia candy phone or whatever you remember those with the buttons and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I had. Then I had the V, the yeah. Motorola V3 Razor. I think they're bringing that back right now with the screen. They're but. trying to bring that back. They're bringing a lot of stuff back because yeah. they know, that, you know, look, you know, there's there's value in vintage. We'll keep it like yes, that. You know? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but no, but in terms of communication, like if you showed someone a, a mobile phone the way it looks like today, you know, with the screen, you brought it back in 2000, that would just blow their mind, right? And. Oh, yeah. And, and right now, it's again, you know, all we care about is where is attention. I know we've grown up in an era where I had gotten a computer is what we really grew up on, right? When mobile phones came out, it was like a transition because I still like to go on my computer and, you know, type some stuff in. But remember, I'm a different demographic than yeah. perhaps what you're trying to focus and sell to as well, too, as a CBD company or a hemp company, right? So mm -hmm. getting your demographics yeah. correct is important demographics and attention where is the demographics where the attention of that demographic right yeah 100 percent, man you said it well it, it's where the attention is and when you look at this list right for those who are on audio snapchat and tiktok number tiktok number one and two it appeals to the youngest demographic of mobile app users right. so if you're future pacing right there's this thing in macroeconomics called demographics right and, and, and the economic term is you know how do we future pace how do we allocate a certain percentage of our fund to build products acquire products and services that have the affinity and have the uh, uh, congruency with a particular demographic so if, if you're going to go 50 and plus then you know your, your users aren't going to be on snapchat your audience isn't going to be on tiktok Right. right, right. Um, and, and a lot of that has to do with the brand and the brand mission and, and the way the brand looks. Right. So there's a bunch of small thing and nuances that we'll cover on later episodes. But with this episode, we really just want to cover where attention is at and get into tactical things on you know, what can you deploy to not only get the attention, but keep the attention. So to continue the thought, you got all these platforms. Right. And with I don't even know how many users all of them have combined, but it's billions. It's in the billions, right? right? So I have all these platforms with billions of people. This is where I want to be to get the attention to my brand. This is where I want to start because this is the easiest. They have the lowest barrier of entry. This is where I want to start. Okay. Well, that position is the second question. How do we get the attention? And you got to understand that we live in a world today where people follow people. When you learn about a podcast or a restaurant, it probably came from a recommendation from someone that you personally knew or personally followed, right? Someone right. in your social network. So these networks have 
pretty much decentralized communication. And there is a ton of different ways to communicate with your market. The most effective way that we deploy is doing it through people that already have the trust and the credibility and the content creation skills to communicate to the market. That's what we like to do. That's where we start. Now, that's us. You may got some different shit. You, your, your, your strategies may be different. If you copy ours, please give us credit. Go to hbbmedia.com, right? Give us credit or, or, or give us a five-star rating on the podcast, right? But anyways, right. Um, you want to figure out where your attention is at, what people already have your attention, uh, the attention of your market, and then you want to start to develop a relationship either with that market, with that person or, or persons that have the, the influence already, and then we go into the content. You know, what type of content works best for your market, for, for your demographic? And these are all questions that, you know, we ask first. And if our client doesn't have it, then we go and buy a month's worth of research that answers these questions. So when we deploy a campaign, we're not playing a guessing game. It's not we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Before we even get into X, Y, and Z, let's figure out who you want to talk to first right right i mean this is this is kind of like the old what you're teaching here kwam is like this is the old school media buy right back in the day before any of these apps were there you know if you come from the affiliate marketing industry the game in affiliate marketing is which publishing asset can i align with so you know if you go to these events out there that happen in las vegas you got publishing guys that have like several hundreds of thousands of views on their website and remember you're a website, you're getting paid, you're monetizing that website through like Google AdSense, which is paying you cents, like one, two cents for every person that clicks on <clears> it. And, and, and they turn around and sell it for 50, 60 a dollar. Exactly. So what, so what if you could partner with a website that'll take all of that traffic and say, hey, I'll give you $3, which is way more than a couple of cents, right? I'm talking like two, three cents. If that, they're going to get paid 3 to $5 for everything that they sell. Now they're going to be earning a lot more money. And at the same time, you're strategically positioning your product at the right place at the right time, right? If that's the right blog. So the same yeah. strategy works with any of these apps. The blogs or the websites are the people that have the attention. That's the only difference here, right? That's the difference. That is the difference. And it, it, it's, it's 20 years of maturing. It's 20 years of maturing. Social media has a lot more maturing to go through. It's not even 30 years old yet. So when you put it in that perspective, things are going to always change. They're going to constantly change. So the best thing you can do as a brand is align yourself with people that have a platform. Right. And then build your own platform. The best thing you can do as an individual person, as, a, as an influencer, is to align yourself with more influencers and establish a network and then a platform and then your products, right? So you can really, you can win bigger than ever. It takes a little ingenuity. It takes some creativity. But you can win bigger than ever in today's market. It was harder 20 years ago. It was harder 20 years ago because there was only so many places to go and get attention where now you can go to one place and you got 500 million people on this platform. 
Right. That are active users that are spending 30 minutes to an hour a day on these platforms. Right. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, excuse me. Um, you, you want to be able to do that and you, and you know, you want to talk to us cause we can teach you how to do it faster cause we have an acceleration process. But for the most part, understanding where your attention is at is how you do it best. Now as a hemp cannabis uh, company, you got to understand who's your, your demographic, how to speak to them because there's so many different demographics they consume. Right. Right. Well, the other the other thing to think about, uh, other thing to think about for a lot of brands out there, is if you're a hemp cannabis company, not everybody actually understands why they need hemp and cannabis in their life. So you could be focusing on, let's just say, sports people that like to go to the gym. They, you know, uh, maybe an elderly crowd may not want to tap into C, you know, CBD or hemp because of the stigma. So you have to figure out what kind of content should I create for what demographic first? What kind of right. content for that demographic second, third, fourth, fifth, right? How do I set up that funnel and my whole channel when people come to my assets, right? So there's a whole backend thinking that a lot of people are like, I got my CBD ad up on Facebook, or I got, I'm going to put a picture of my CBD bottle in yeah. front of this person. Well, unless you're focusing on millennials or people that actually already smoke, you know, marijuana or they take CBD, they're open to that kind of stuff. It's going to be a little bit of a barrier before you can crack into your demographic. So yeah. strategic content creation <laughs> is also something to understand. Um, I think we had one of our uh, students, right? He came back to us and he said, I reached out to 750 influencers and I didn't get one person. Yeah. So it doesn't mean it doesn't work. It doesn't mean yeah. that it doesn't work. It means yeah. that you didn't have the right message for that influencer. And that's the problem. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. You're dealing with people, man. The game is harder when, when in, that, in that regard, because you're dealing with people. Mm. You're not dealing with platforms that want to take your money, broadcast anything. Now, Facebook will do that. Instagram will do that. Twitter will do that. Right. But, you got to ask yourself this also, and we had this realization going into this month, once we tested a bunch of different things, we were going to do the content, try to build our platform because we're actively building our platform because we know how important it is. And what we discovered is that, look, you got 15 seconds to make an impression. You got 15 seconds to make an impression on the new modern day consumer in 2020. Right. There's 15 seconds. What are you going to do with that 15 seconds? What makes more sense, right? Does it make more sense to take that 15 seconds and, and craft a piece of content that is saved, remembered, is entertaining, is engaging, right? Or does you, do you take the 15 seconds and, you know, piss it down the toilet? You know, what do you do with it? And, and, and 15 seconds is the start. Because after the 15 seconds, after you made an impression, there's 5, 10, 20 more impressions you need to make in order to get the attention. Because now we're, we're coming into a time where attention spans are decreasing year over year, which is why you see Instagram trying to change up the platform, getting rid of the likes, because they want people, they want it to be a healthy platform. They know at the current pace of consumption, 
they're going to burn out their subscribers and users, and they're going to have real psychological effects that they're going to be held accountable for. They know that. They've already done the research. They have tens, twenties, hundreds of PhDs giving them reports on this. They're going to modify and make the adjustments on the platform so you can stay on the platform year over year over year over year. Now, that's a good thing. It's a great thing. You want to be able to take advantage of that by how asking yourself in your business and your brands, how do we get attention? And if we can't physically develop it ourselves, then let's go to someone who's good at already getting attention, i.e. influencers, i.e. content creators, right? These are people who've mastered that and, and they should be, and, and we're coming into a game now where, listen, you can't think about developing a brand that has any social media distribution without, without developing or gathering insight from someone who has the attention of your market. It's right, right. stupid not to do that. You know what I, I mean? mean? And, and another thing that, you know, people should take note of is the opportunity that's right now available. So mm -hmm. what I mean by mm -hmm. that is if you look that's at, you. if you look at websites, the opportunity yeah. for a website owner to mess with a random person or go into a guaranteed solution with Google AdSense, or there's like, you know, a hundred other networks that'll help you monetize your ad space on your blog, that ecosystem already exists. So, so now the website owner has the power to say, Hey, if I go with Google AdSense or I go with these other monetizable networks, I'm going to on average earn this many thousands of dollars because I have a lot of traffic. So if I'm going to work with you brand, then I need to at least earn or earn more than this negotiating amount that these big companies are already giving me the, the, the advantage and the opportunity in the market across a lot of these platforms that you're looking at and, and influencer marketing is not limited to Instagram. You could do it with Facebook. You could do it with any of these platforms that you see here is that these people don't know how to monetize their traffic, right? Mm. There is no solution or Google AdSense that they could plug into just because they're putting up a picture and they're getting thousands of likes. That's great. But what these influencers and what we can tell you from talking to these people, they're just trying to get as much as they can eat because they got to survive in the world just like you do. So that's not a real business. That's a hustle. So what you can do in a situation like that is explain to them that if you have a consistent situation in your business of monetizing your traffic, it's much better because there's no other solution that exists today. Now, can Facebook come out with Facebook AdSense or Instagram AdSense and start they helping will. these people? They will, they, but, they will but, but, but but not for the cannabis and hemp industry. Right. That, it's going to take them very, it's, a lot of laws need to happen for them to do it. And it needs to be legal across all 50 states. So I think the opportunity is even bigger, bigger in that right. space in that regard, because look at the networks that you can build because Facebook, Instagram, at no time are they going to aggregate the network resource, right? And say, okay, you can now advertise to every single person that smokes cannabis or wants to take CBD or you know, not granted. I mean, that day will come. That day will come. It's gonna come. It's gonna happen. It's gonna but happen. Listen, you got a window of opportunity. Take advantage of the opportunity. Build up your network because at the end of the day, the power of social media is the ability to reach out to a thousand plus people per day. If you wanted to, right. you can have hundreds of conversations with people 
that have your demographic, that have your audience, that know your market, that know what the pulse is. Great insight, right? Had a conversation with this young lady, one of our influencers for a brand that we represent. And we were having this conversation with her on a training call, right? Because she's a fairly large influencer and we were giving her pointers on how she can, you know, build a mini network around her following and do some things that we teach internally, right, to, to, to our network. And she's like, yeah, you know, do you mind sending me an extra product? Because my parents, I, I let them try it and they love taking it, right? Wow. Okay. So, you know, that light bulb went off, right? So we immediately go back to the drawing board, like, okay, well, you know, we need to make the product not only attractive to the influencer, but we need to make it attractive to their parents, you know, like, 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 how do you do that? You know, like what? So then it starts all these conversations and these ideas and these, and these brainstorming sessions. That's like, okay, well, we probably want to position that in the outreach campaign or right. the next campaign that we launch is let's get the whole family involved. Let's get content with everybody in your house, right? What does it take to make content with your parents? What does it take to, so we just start asking really smart questions and now we have some content being developed around that. And, that, that's, and that's, awesome, that's gonna man. be spread across our network and it's gonna be a ripple effect, you know? And, and, that's, and that's important to realize is that, you know, if you're in the hemp and CBD cannabis industry, you gotta realize that you are selling medicine, you know, at the, at the core level of it, it's medicine. So it's not like you're selling a t-shirt, a fashion item, a trinket, you know, no parents gonna be like, wow, that fidget spinner. That's dope. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get on board with you on that fidget spinner. No, the, the reality is, is that you are selling medicine at the core level of it all. And so you need to leverage if that medicine is good and hoping that you're selling a good quality product. That's kind of why this influencer's parents loved it. It's a good quality product. You should definitely exercise that when you're building these influential relationships, if you really believe in your product, right? That's what I, I got out of that story is that, you know, it's important because if you're not selling a good product, then you shouldn't even try to sell that at all. You should figure out how to make a good product because when it comes to medicine, you're messing with some real stuff here, guys. So um, that's awesome, yeah. man. That's awesome. No, it is. So, you know, there's there's a bunch of legal stuff that we'll go over in a later episode that you got to really be careful how you word things, and mm -hmm. especially in this industry, right? So there's different wording you can't cannot use. F the, 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 um, the FTC just passed a new guideline for influencers because they realize how much impact they have on actual advertisement in today's yeah. advertisement landscape, you know? So I think the focal point of this episode is to just get you to understand that the game is changing. The game has changed. You know, there's a lot of guys that are still doing direct ad buys and all of that is good. All of that stuff still works. You still can get attention that way. We're just introducing the new ways to get attention to the new demographic, because listen, if you can get, you know, and I'm about to go into some deep, you know, psychographic stuff, but if you can ethically get a younger demographic to engage and, and have a relationship with your brand, then they can become a consumer for a lifetime. So right. when you look at the big billion dollar brands, like I know for me, I know now that I'm in the game, right? I know exactly what advertisement got me to come on board with Nike because everything, right. all the athletic gear I've bought when I right, played sports, right. right? 
in high school and college is all it was all Nike. Everything had to be Nike. Even to this day, I'm still a Nike head. I still wear Nike trainers. I still wear Nike shoes sometimes when I when I go out, right? Um, and I buy Nike gear. Well, right. okay. Why is that? Well, because when I was maybe eight or nine, they had a movie come out called Space Jam with Michael mm. Jordan. And there was these Jordans that every single kid in my neighborhood had to have was Jordan's. Right. Jordan, Jordan's a brand is owned by Nike. Now, after Nike released Jordan's, when Jordan's been a while longer than me, but it was all Nike and Jordan's. It was the association with Michael Jordan that drove Nike to become a billion dollar company because his influence allowed Nike to get impressions and build relationships with every child in the world that wanted to be like Mike. It used to be this, right. I want to be like Mike. And not a kid, not every kid in the world that watched basketball wanted to be like Michael Jordan. There's not one. Now, I don't know about the Snapchat demographics. They may not know about Mike like that. They're more like LeBron and <laughs> AD. But right, right. I know for our demographics, right, it was Mike. How right. do you, everybody like Mike, right? And that association, Nike and Michael Jordan, that's what took Nike to the next level because that allowed them to reach a segment of consumers that had no impression on no sports gear yet. And what they did was create a market category that they are dominant in even to the day. Right. And now they do that on a global scale because now their campaigns, and when you look at the campaigns that they have with LeBron James and a bunch of other athletes, they reach markets now on a global scale because, okay, we mastered in America, right? We got children when they were 10, 11, 12, they're still buying our product today in their twenties, even in their thirties. Right. And they're going to continue to buy the product well into their forties, fifties. Right. So right. now they're doing that on a global scale. That's the type of opportunity that exists right now. And it can't Adidas. Adidas yeah. did that with uh, Yeezys, right? Exactly. Adidas did it with so Yeezys. Yep. So influencer influence marketing is happening in front of our eyes every day. Amongst oh, the biggest listen, brands. some of the biggest brands. Look at Kylie Jenner with her cosmetic line, billion dollars, right. and they're less than five years old. A billion dollars in revenue because of who she is and who her family is. Right. Yep. And, and and you got to look at the the order of things. Is first find the influencer that represents your brand. Then, yes. if you want to put paid dollars behind that content. Only then does it make sense. You're never going to get an ad that says, oh, wow, this Nike shoe has yeah. this bubble or cushion in it. They're not selling it on that, that, that term. They're selling it on the emotional feeling that the product provides and who it's aligned with, most importantly, yeah. right? So influence yeah. marketing, as you guys get into the game, is super important for your product or your brand that you're building because you want them to associate it with something. You know, Even in the smallest of niches out there, you can take over but find the right people, take that time to do the research. It's kind of what we talk about in our, in our agency all the time is we take a good 30 days um, to do some extensive research for you uh, so we can really understand what people that you should really be aligning with out there. It's not just aligned with the people with the biggest numbers, it's aligning with the people that make the most sense and, and many of those people for your brand, right? That's the fastest way to kind of get to launch. Yep, 100%, man, I agree. So, you know, I think that for the most part, um, you you have to understand that 
the opportunity is is not gonna be around forever. There's a window of opportunity with these things, and they run out, you know. And the people yeah. who can make the most out of it, they win. They win right. the game. When you pop up, there's companies popping up. They've only been around three, four years. They're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, listen, they just know how to play the game better than the average person. They understand the landscape and they understand what leverage they have. And then they go do the alignment that makes sense. So right. it's check. It's not checkers. And I think that, you know, success is overshadowed. A lot of people say, you know, success is a, a something that you have to work hard for. And that's 100 percent true. Right. But there's this thing called leverage that accelerates your success. And when you know how to play that game, you can win. You can win bigger than anyone else. And that's what we do, which we specialize in that actually with our clients is we help them create leverage in places that their competition can't because they don't even understand what the landscape looks like. So that's all I really got. Yeah. Competitions are what's focused on. How do I be successful just on Facebook or how do I be successful just on Instagram? And it's really more than that. It's bigger than that. It's how do I create distribution relationships across where my demographic is consuming attention. That's it. That's the question you got to answer. It could be these three blogs, these five influencers across Instagram and these two people across Facebook. But, so we got to go out there and make those relationships. We can make that work for you so you can dominate. So that's how I would, you know, leave it off is don't think about a platform. Think about where the attention is for your demographic. Yep. hundred percent, man. So um, I don't have anything else, man. You got some muscle. You drop some knowledge. No, we dropped some great stuff today, man. I think, um, yeah. I think this gives everybody just a little bit of kind of understanding right. as to what we're doing on our end how you guys can start thinking about, uh, you know, your brand as you go out there in the market, trying to make it successful, which we want everybody in this group to become successful. So ask us questions. Um, and if we, and the only thing I'll leave you guys with is if you want to understand which influencers are the best for your brand or, you know, which ones that you should start to align with, um, you know, and you don't want to do all the marketing, all that stuff, do the research first, right? And we offer research first, always, so if you need to understand who that might be, you want to get on a phone call with us, we're happy to discuss that with you in detail to kind of understand, you know, are you even focused on a demographic at the very first? Because again, a lot of people we come across, they want to sell CBD and cannabis to like everybody, right? And that's always the, the backwards way of looking at it. So I would suggest if you want to get some clarity, um, you know, talk to us. You know, we always have op- open office hours is what we kind of call it, strategy calls. But just book an appointment. There should be a link above somewhere in this group on this post and holler at us. You know, we'd love to chat with you. Yep. What he said. With that said, guys, (laughs) take care. Have a good day. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you really enjoyed it and you found it quite informative. If you are a CBD or a cannabis entrepreneur and you are looking to dive into this industry or looking to find out how you can get more sales for your business online or to even just start out in this industry and understand the systems and the things that you need to build to be successful, definitely book a call with us. Talk to us. We are here to help you out. Just go to www.canaplaybook.com forward slash connect. Again, that address is www.canaplaybook.com forward slash 
connect. We hold these strategy calls to help you figure out and navigate the space. So we look forward to speaking with you. And if you loved or liked this episode, leave us a review, leave us some love. We love you guys. Take care and we'll see you next time.